Let's talk about love. Let's talk about money. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about drugs. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about we. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about we. Let's talk about wealth. Let's talk about greed. Let's talk being broke, living in poverty. Let's talk about black. Let's talk about white. Let's talk about how we still fight for our rights. Let's talk government, sex schemes, and drugs. And let's talk about God. Let's talk about love. Let's discuss our feelings. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Blessed to Be Us. I'm your cousin in Christ, Wantrell Levette, and this is Bougie Bible Studies. If you are new here, i like to welcome you to the best Bible study class that you will ever come across. And if you are not new here, then you already know how we get down over here as we dive in to the Bible and read a chapter a week. I mean, I'm not always here every week, but you get the idea. I jump in every now and then and read a chapter from the Bible so that I can get the back story, the back end of what took place in the Bible and how important the Bible is still today day as it is preached all over the world and I just wanted to get the backstory and just understand the Bible and allow God and the Holy Spirit to do a work in my life and since you're here I guess that you also want to get to know Jesus Christ and the Lord and have a relationship with him and not so much of a religion status so I like to welcome you to the best Bible study class that you would ever come across because this is definitely not a religion based podcast it is very much relationship and the idea of just having a relationship with the Lord is just magnificent to my life today like I cannot survive without God and I'm sure you can't either but a lot of people like to act like they can and so Anyways, I don't want to bore you with the non-craps of people who don't like to read the Bible. I make it easy for people. Like, if you do not like to read the Bible, just come over here and listen to a chapter and just kind of get the back end on what took place in those ancient times that's still vital for our lives today. Today, we are in class 24. We have been at this for some time now, and the Lord is just really doing a lot for the people that listen to this podcast. I know he's doing a lot for me. She's doing a lot for me. Um, just working a miracle in my life that I can't even really explain into full words in one podcast. But as I break down every time I get on here, I'm just very joyful of having a relationship with the Lord. Like it means the world to me. I can't see myself surviving without God. I just don't understand life without it. And I'm okay with that. So today we are going to be in 1 Corinthians and today's title Oh, we will be in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And today's title is Paul's Description of Love. So if you've been rocking with us, then you know we've been listening to Paul and getting all the stories of what happened with Paul and what God did for him as he used him as an example because Paul was one Saul. And now God is just basically um, using Paul as an example of his great works. And Paul have just been profoundly preaching the word of God, standing on his feet 
glorifying what God has been doing for him. And so Paul is going to give us the, a description of love. And I'm, I'm excited. I want to hear it because love is very important. So grab your Bibles. You can read out of any version you choose to. I choose to read out of the NIV version. That's my choice. Again, it's your choice to read out of any version you choose to. Or you can just simply listen. It doesn't even matter. It's your choice. Um, no judgment over here. So if you are ready, I am ready as well. And let's go. Love is indispensable. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to look up the word indispensable um, because I want to make sure that I understand what indispensable mean so that I'm not just out here talking out the side of my neck like I really want to understand it. So let's look it up indispensable because that's what it starts off with. Okay, so indispensable definition is absolutely necessary. It's essential or a requisite and indispensable indispensable member of the staff meaning this person cannot be removed love is indispensable it is something that is so powerful that it just will never ever ever go away so verse 1 1 Corinthians chapter 13, love is indispensable. And yet I will show you the most excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men or of an angels, but do not have love, I am only resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Verse 8, love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man or woman, when I, for me, I'm going to say woman. When I became a woman, I put the ways of child behind me for now we see only a reflection as in a mirror for then we shall see face to face now I know in part then I shall know fully even as I am fully known and now these three remain faith hope and love but the greatest of these is love and that is the end of our chapter what a very short chapter and it like gut punch you about what love is and a lot of people like to throw love out there but before I get into that let's break the chapter down shall we love is indispensable meaning it cannot be removed um and I think that's why people use it so blankly and just carelessly because 
we really don't have the idea of love. Like when I think about love, I think about God. And I say this to say because I'm in a relationship with him, her, however you want to identify our God. I'm in a relationship with the creator. So I know that this relationship is built off love. And what I'm receiving from God is love that it, that that's just sufficient. And a sufficient love is always available. It's always there. It's never going to go away. So, and yet I will show you the most excellent way. If I speak in tongues of men or or of an angels, but do not have love, I am only resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Man, if you are speaking like you have the gift of love or like you are loving, but yet your ways are not showing it, you are just a symbol of a gong. You're just making noise. You're not really putting in that real show of love like the other person can definitely feel and understand that you are not loving them correctly. Best believe that. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. Love is something that you need within everything that you do. How are you going to move mountains without love? How are you going to prophesy over people without love? You can't do that because love is indispensable. It is needed. It is the most important thing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. What's the point of boasting what you give to others if you don't actually do it out of love? What's the point of wanting to do something for somebody else if it's not coming out of love? I'm guilty of it. Best believe I'm not the most innocent person at all. Like I'm probably the most guiltiest of them all. And that's why I created this podcast. It's just to identify that I am far from perfect. And I mostly important need a relationship with God because God is able to identify to me what my flesh struggle with and what the spirit is trying to identify with me the things that God has given to me like love peace joy faith hope all those good things that I need to survive here on planet earth and so it's very important to understand that if I give over the body of hardship but don't have love then I am nothing because without love it's pointless even when you do things for yourself like it's crazy and then the most important scripture that we hear all the time love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud i'm gonna stop right there love is patient love is kind how many of us are guilty of loving impatiently (laughs) like out of not out of kindness not out of patience like i am so guilty of that i do it all the time I do it to this day that I'm like wow Wantrell like you know convicted like got you God is always convicting me and showing me my fleshly desires over my spirit desires and as much as I can say oh I love somebody I can really identify what I love in somebody by my actions and if I'm not patient are kind with them or if I'm boasting about it then that's not really love it's a lusting thing that I do to satisfy my flesh really wish I could break it down how I feel and understand it but I know that will come a time where I'm able to do that so it is not proud and to say like I'm proudly loving somebody I I love my kids I love myself I love the people that are surrounded by me but there is no one on this earth that I've come to identify love with 
with more than I'm loving my relationship with God, loving my relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, that relationship, this relationship has to be the highest form of love that I'm experiencing. So to receive that and to be able to give that back to others, I know the love that God is speaking of in this part in this Bible, that Paul is speaking of in this part in this Bible, about it being patient, kind, and does not envy nor boast, and it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. (laughs) Guilty, guilty, guilty. I keep plenty of receipts (laughs) and I'll be ready to tell somebody, don't forget what I did for you. And it's not trying to do that out of like, this is what I did to you, did for you or whatever. And you try, I try to do things out of love. And so I'm catching myself every time. Um, and I haven't been doing that before. So please, let's not get that twisted. I have not been doing that before, but I've started to do that now. And I started to realize that a lot of times there's things that I don't want to do. There's a lot of things that I don't want to give. But because I'm trying to do things out of the love that I'm receiving from God, I'm trying to do that in a sense of where I'm not regretting it you know and so I don't like to do things and be like I did this for you anymore I used to do that okay but now today the woman that I am today I I'm choosing not to do that anymore I'm choosing not to boast about the things that I do for others or even self-seek what I do for others like oh you like what I did for you you know I'm learning to not do that and I'm understanding that like it's in the bible it's in scripture but it's very hard to live by it's very very hard to understand and it doesn't keep any records of wrongdoings I guess forgiveness is very um, important. It has to be the height of importance of relationships to be able to forgive somebody. Even though you don't have to deal with this person anymore, but just to forgive them. like It's very hard for people to do that without keeping the wrongdoings of what they have done. And I'm very guilty of doing that. Please, you do me wrong, I will never forget that. And most likely I'm going to bring up how how you did me. And I'm <laughs> learning to catch myself on doing that. But best believe I'm still that person who will do that. <laughs> and so love does not delight in evil, but rejoice with the truth. The truth hurts, but it definitely sets you free. I've been preaching that now for the past two years. And I haven't been preaching it to others more than I have been preaching it to myself. I have been preaching that to myself on a daily basis because I catch myself not being able to tell myself some truth. And to identify the things that I need to change about myself, I have to identify the things that I'm lying to myself about. So speaking the truth about what's happening in my life or what's going on or what I'm interested in and what I'm not interested in and those type of things like speaking that truth has been able to set me free in these past two years I've literally been getting out of chains releasing myself from chains that have I've been bounded in based off um, living in today's world and so I'm able to now identify certain things about just being honest with myself and speaking truth over me and being able to set myself free of anything the devil is trying to to keep hold of me because truth does is it sets you free honestly and it's a part of love like truth love peace faith hope like all that goes together and the enemy does not want you to know the truth about yourself that's why he make it so hard to gas the attention of reading the bible like he make it so hard for us people to even want to have a relationship with god like seriously we can look outside today we can look in the world today and we can see how wicked and evil 
what is hollywood society all this stuff is just thrown in our face it's no conspiracy this is actually real life like this is the devil's territory so he doesn't want you to know how great you are and how prosperous you are and how wealthy your life is to overflow into getting out of poverty and breaking generational curses and he doesn't want you to understand God's love because God's love is sufficient and it is something that is so powerful that is it is indispensable it is irreplaceable like you need it and it is very important. So love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. But what did it say in the beginning? Love never fails. But yet, prophecies, they will cease. Tongues, they will be stilled. Knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. Some of us, majority of us lots of us are living life in part we are not incomplete with ourselves i'm still becoming complete with myself as my relationship grow with the creator i'm still learning of a completeness because society the world the enemy wants to break me down every day and so i'm only living in part i haven't really reached the fullness and completeness of what god has in store for me and i'm i could feel that and i'm not like shying away from it because i know that there's a completeness coming my way and i can understand this part very 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 blankly because i'm living in this stage right now i'm learning in part i'm speaking in part but once i hit those complete moments i can feel those the, the part moments disappear like when I didn't have a relationship with my mom or it, when we had just a partial relationship and now I can see like we're having a full relationship, like a complete relationship. Like I can honestly see these type of things and I'm at an awe when I do realize on certain parts of my life that come to a completeness. And I can really understand this part because there's some things in my life that is still happening in part. And so I, I love that because love is never failing even though I'm in part trying to reach my completeness and that goes for you too you may be living in in part right now partially of what you are capable of partially of what your mind have reached partially of what your status is being but that doesn't mean you have come to your completeness and God has that for us and that's what the great hairs of being children of God mean it mean that we have something in store for us that's sufficient love is sufficient it never fails and having that is very important so when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, when I became a woman, when I became a man and when I became a woman, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now, we see only a reflection as in a mirror than we should see face to face. Two years ago, I was I was pretty childish. And I could be a ch- I could be childish today. I can. But when I understand that I've reached the pinnacles of my womanhood and what God has allowed me to do is put some of my childhood things away. Childhood memories, childhood responsibility, childhood acts, childhood mentality. A lot of things that have happened in my childhood, I'm able to remove myself from those things because now I have grown into a woman. So when I become a woman, 
I'm able to think like a woman. I'm able to act like a woman. I'm able to talk like a woman. So there was a lot of times in my life where I've had relationships that have been on a childish level. I mean, you got petty with me. I got petty with with you back. Period. You talk smack to me, I talk smack to you back. Like, I was being childish right along with you. Now, today, I've put a lot of those childish things away. And you don't have to be a certain age to do that. You just have to come to those point where you realize, like, everything is just... It's not what it seems to be. And when you have a relationship with God, God reveals those things to you. So a lot of ways you don't have to act because God literally handles your light way. <laughs> and and it's amazing to see him in action. Trust me. Then we should see face to face. Now I know in part, then I should know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three things remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. It is very important to pour love into people. My mother is an example of pouring love into somebody. And this goes out to anybody that's facing a parent, a family member who battle with drug addiction. If you have anybody that have a drug addiction problem or have any type of addiction problem, love can break barriers that sometimes facilities can't do people can't do and things that cannot do but love is so powerful it changes things I did not have a relationship with my mother five years ago I did not care to have a relationship with her five years ago I wanted a relationship with my mother five years ago and I never knew how angry I was because the enemy was trying to keep my mind from wanting that relationship with my mom and how important it was but I didn't know how to love her because I felt like she never knew how to love me or she never loved me enough to be there for me so I didn't know love I had no idea what love was was. I couldn't even identify it even if everybody around me told me that they loved me a million times. I never knew it. I couldn't feel it. I didn't sense it. I didn't have an idea of what it was. The moment that I got in a relationship with God, the moment that I started to walk on the journey of a relationship path with God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, I was introduced to love. And to experience that has been very much overwhelming with joy should I say like it's a joy that sometimes brings tears to my eyes because I know that the love is so sufficient that I can't get it anywhere else and it gave me the tools that I needed because that I didn't have I didn't grow up with it gave me love within me it gave me love like poured in me like God pours so much love into me that now love has now started to overflow in me and it's so crazy that I'm saying that right now because just five years ago I didn't know love I couldn't identify it I didn't know what it was even after having two kids I didn't even understand what love was and immediately some people would grasp to the loving their kids and don't get me wrong I love my kids I go crazy for my kids I'm like madly in love with them but I didn't understand and I couldn't identify and I didn't know the actual definition of it I didn't know how patient it was and how slow to anger it was and I didn't know how 
how kind it was and how I was not proud to boast about it and I didn't know any of those things and so I started to take on this journey and God started to pour his love into me he started to show me what love actually was every time he came through and saved my life every time he came through for me and provided for me every time he has healed me without me being fully sick like there's so many things that I can say and to top it all off the relationship with my mom like to turn that whole relationship around had to just come from love the love that he gave me I was able to now love my mom somebody that I wanted to hate so bad I love her so much that I'm very patient with her addiction. I'm very patient with how I care for her, how I talk to her, how I, you know, interact with her. And I'm not perfect, please. Oh, no. I yell, I scream, I get mad and upset. But every day I'm learning, I'm gaining a new set of tools of love that God is just pouring into me because he's constantly loving me for who I am, for what I am. I don't have to do anything. And if I do anything, he's still going to love me the same way. And it goes for you too. It doesn't matter, boy, girl, he, she, they, him, when, green, black, white. It don't matter. Like God loves us for who we are. Like today, right now, you don't have to change anything. I ask the Holy Spirit to just send a message out to everybody who listens to this podcast, who get in glimpse of this podcast I just ask God to touch you all individually and pour into your life a real relationship with him a real relationship with her however you want to identify your God just having a relationship with the creator is just going to change your life and it's going to make everything so much better like I love life as crazy and ratchet and ghetto and beautiful and elegant and interesting as life is. I love it for exactly what it is. It is amazing. I love humans. I love people. I love animals. I don't like bugs, but I can respect them enough to say we share this planet. And I'm very honored to be here and I'm very honored to read the Bible. So that was today's chapter, you guys. And I hope that you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. So go ahead and send this message to somebody who you feel may benefit from it it can be anybody that you know and until next time you guys i love you god loves you too and i will talk to you next week bye